everybody, and welcome to another special of Games My Mom Found. We're bringing you another comic episode, and I am Mike Helperton, and who is with me tonight? Uh, Stefan JD. And me this time, Sir Hughes. <laughs> yes, you're joining Yay. us. <laughs> uh, you got to join us in something something fun to read. Yeah. This is the uh, this is the one comic I have any experience on. I yes. feel sorry. I feel for your loss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a comic to be your first comic. And I may hop on to future comic episodes as well, in case the the audience doesn't know. I'm not a huge comic guy, um, so I don't have a whole lot to like contribute to comic conversations. <laughs> We're gonna read some of the Town Hill comics in the future. Those I'll be able to hop onto, no problem. See if it's like a comic with... Ah, man. (laughs) There's some stuff that I can hop onto. If if I feel confident enough in having an opinion on it. Like last time you guys did Death of Superman, and I was like, well, I know nothing about that. (laughs) Yep. Other than everybody's angry at it. (laughs) (laughs) How did you You actually get into this one? I love Evil Dead. (laughs) We haven't introduced what we're reading yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little... (laughs) like a little bit of a teaser for those who possibly know what we're talking about uh this week we're doing freddy versus jason versus ash oh the dynamite the... cop comic from 2007 to 2008 yep sequel that should have happened and then 2000 in august and in 2009 there's another one we'll be talking to also yep. about in this it's so there will be spoilers for this comic, but honestly... You're... It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so peek behind the curtain. Uh, this is, I actually, despite knowing nothing about comics, I was the one who suggested this. And really, it's, it's a, uh, a strong lesson on judging a book by its cover can go both ways. <laughs> because yes. I actually, for a long time, I actually had a poster of the, cover, of the three covers of this series. Because the cover is amazing. It's like yeah, the cover's cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like super stylized, like Freddy and Ash and Jason. Well, and there's what's awesome. And then the sequel, the Nightmare Warriors, which is all—I mean, essentially all the same story. It has the live-action versions of Jason, Ash, and Freddy on the covers. Yeah. yeah, the covers are fantastic. It's like flames surrounding them, and the Necronomicons in the background. It's, and it's got like mm-hmm. Elm Street and Crystal Lake signs. It's such a cool cover. And I've always wanted to read the comic, and <laughs> now I regret that. <laughs> <laughs> I regret it, too. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, let's just jump right into it. Let's get this over with as soon as possible. <laughs> for those who don't know, um, Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash is the sequel to the Freddy vs. Jason movie, as well as the original Evil Dead trilogy. Right. This is five years after the events of Freddy vs. Jason and 16 years after the end of Army of Darkness. This is before yeah. we ever got Ash vs. Evil Dead, so this would have been the first anything that they had that character in, I'm assuming, besides a couple games that came out. Yeah. I mean, Stefan's an Evil Dead fan, and I'm a, like, oh, God, I just I love Evil Dead so much. And so yes. knowing about this comment, I was, I was really excited. I got the poster of it. I never read it, but I got the poster of it because I was like, nice, it's got Ash Williams on it. I love this. It looks so cool. <laughs> and I was just like dying for anything Evil Dead, and uh, yeah, this <laughs> this <laughs> happened. And the, what happened was you had you know the first Evil Dead movie, and then Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, and I love all three of those. And then this happened, and then I kept waiting for a couple years, and then Ash vs Evil Dead happened. Yes, that was happening. Well, again. a lot of people don't know too. It's like 
they were trying to get Freddy versus Jason going forever, and Kane Hodder was the guy who was going to like Comic Cons and panels and promoting it and saying like, "Let's get this going." And they finally did it, and then they screwed up and didn't even hire Kane Hodder. <laughs> and the worst part is, is that it made a crap ton of money, and they were gonna do the sequel, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, but the studio didn't want Freddy to lose again, and Ash was supposed to win over both of them. And <laughs> and so they basically said no, which was stupid. It's well, completely also, stupid. Ash isn't a winner. It's three different... <laughs> it was also... Wasn't it two or three different studios that were involved with this? Oh, who own the characters? Because oh, I don't think yeah. Freddy and Jason are the same studio, right? They yeah. were for a short amount of time. They were with yeah. uh, New oh, okay. Line, I think. Oh, okay. But at the, I think at the time of when they were talking about doing the doing the this what became the comic is I think it was owned by different people, or at least I know Ash is owned by a different studio. Yeah, mm. Ash is owned mm. by. Uh, I actually don't know what studio owns that series. I don't know if Sam Raimi owns it. It's that that whatever that like the flower that blooms the studio thing before you watch evil dead or evil dead Two. that's sam raimi's like made up studio to own the property yeah um <laughs> i forget what it's called though the first one was renaissance pictures right dealer de la rentas yeah and then oh man i don't even know <laughs> it's not that easy to figure out either because i'm trying to look it up right now as we're talking yeah i'm not sure I'm not sure who i mean i i Stars doesn't own it, I'm sure, but no. maybe like Stars' parent company owns it at this point. I don't know. I think they own Ash versus Evil Dead, but Sam Raimi actually owns like the character and the Evil Dead name or I'm something sure. like that. Yeah, yeah. For those who haven't seen the Evil Dead series, what's wrong with you? Um, I haven't seen it, by the way. But yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you, Mike? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so uh. we should we should probably give a little background into like all three properties. Mm-hmm. So, who wants what? Uh, <laughs> I'll take Jason. <laughs> okay. I'll do Freddy, since you mostly did Ash. I'll do Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have... I'll go with Freddy. Like, you have the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, which I've seen a few of them, but I never... As a kid, I was always terrified of horror movies, but you have Freddy, who's a serial killer pedophile, and he gets burned alive or something like that. And then he ends up becoming the nightmare. He ends up going to people, kills people in their dreams, mm-hmm. essentially. And mm-hmm. yeah, he has like six movies. That's the basic for him. You, no, your, your turn, <laughs> Stefan. And, and then, uh, and then Jason, um, basically what it is, is Camp Crystal Lake was being watched uh, during a summer by camp counselors who were getting high and having a bunch of sex. And, uh, <laughs> They were not paying attention, and Jason was, for some reason, swimming, and he drowned. And then Pamela Voorhees took revenge on camp counselors and killed them all, and then one of them killed her. And essentially, Jason kind of came back from the dead. It's not really mentioned if he was still alive or if he came back from the dead. Yeah, that was always confusing in that series. Yeah, and he he's there to take revenge and basically just finish his mom's work and do her bidding as much okay. as i love the jason all the jason movies yeah it was always funny to me that the first one isn't about jason at all yeah he's is it the like, first two he's not in he's in the second one okay mm-hmm. but he's, one, he doesn't he doesn't get the hockey mask to the third one yeah i've 
only seen Freddy vs. Jason and Jason X, so I'm not very good. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> worst one. Hey. <laughs> I like Jason Freddy X is only the worst one if you're not a Jason fan. If you're a diehard Jason fan, Jason X is hilarious. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, I love parts of it. It has... You can't you can't argue that it has one of the funniest moments in the whole series. That's true. Which I think we've actually talked about on the podcast before. Probably. Where, mm-hmm. uh, there's enough there's, episodes of us. There's a whole sequence where like there's like a hollow chamber, like Star Trek, a la Star Trek style, where it like makes all your dreams come true. And Jason walks into it. And it's like two college age girls that are both topless for no reason just going like eh, let's do drugs and have pre- premarital sex and then they crawl into sleeping bags and it's like a hard cut to jason slamming the sleeping bags against the tree and beating one girl to death with the other girl yes it's like I remember that vaguely that's all that's all jason wants out of life is to kill is to kill college sluts oh do you want to give a quick introduction to evil dead yeah so evil dead is probably like of the three, it's probably the lesser known. It's still a very popular series. And the story of Evil Dead is essentially, um, they're all different, but the basic story is that Ash Williams goes to a cabin in the woods with his girlfriend and all his friends, and they find the Necronomicon, which is a very big deal in the Evil Dead series and in this, um, this new canon that this comic has created, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Necronomicon is like the Book of the Dead. You read... The three famous words. Essentially, you just read out of it and like shit starts going crazy. Demons start being released and trying to kill everything. And the Necronomicon kind of has like all the power in the world. It can do pretty much anything if you know what you're doing with it. But you've got Ash, who's like the most anti-anti-hero that's ever existed. He's just a lazy, like womanizing, misogynistic (laughs) slob. (laughs) Who like doesn't even really want to be killing they call him Deadites in the uh, Evil Dead series. He doesn't even really want to kill Deadites. He just wants to continue working his like shitty part-time job at Price Mart. That's his only goal uh, in life. Smart. Smart. <laughs> yeah, I say yeah. But uh, yeah, you always have to wonder if Ash is like a a bad or a dumb badass or or a bad dumbass. You can yeah. never tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> he like goes back and forth between. Being, knowing exactly what he's doing and just being a lucky asshole constantly. Yep. That's the, and that's why I love Evil Dead. <laughs> All right, and there's your basic for kind of what we're going into because this this book is a is a sequel to Freddy vs Jason mm-hmm. and Army of Darkness, but in Ash he hasn't been doing anything since those sixteen years other than working at S Mart. Um, but yeah. in, apparently, in a Freddy... bunch of people got really high and thought it'd be a good idea if all of them were in the same universe. And you know what? To their credit, Freddy vs. Jason. I enjoyed Freddy vs. Jason. I did too. I haven't seen it in years, so I saw it in 2003 and I enjoyed it then, but that was a long some, time ago. It's got some flaws. The, the CGI hasn't aged well, but I'd say overall it's pretty good. It's a it's a it's like the best possible version of like a slasher reboot I can think of. Because, I mean, yeah. they tried to do... After Freddy vs. Jason came out, then they tried to do Freddy... They tried to do a new Nightmare on Elm Street that was just awful. <laughs> Never saw it. Yeah. Now, this this would have been a cool movie, I think. Like, this opens up where you're on Crystal Lake, and I think people are, of course, having sex again, as always. Yeah. And Jason wakes up. Out of, it comes out, comes out of the water, if I remember correctly. Well, it's um, it's Will and Lori from Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, the, they're like the survivors. And they go back to Camp Crystal Lake for some reason. 
she wants to make sure that they're dead and uh it's been five years and for some reason she just doesn't use the internet to see if any activity has been going on around the area she's like (laughs) i better go back to see if jason's dead fucking jason is never goddamn dead like that's i know it's a slasher movie and i think um I'm going to continuously reference Behind the Mask. And if people haven't seen Behind the Mask, I don't know what to tell you. Just watch Behind the Mask. It's like the perfect... De- people talk about Cabin in the Woods, but Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Byrne is like the most perfect deconstruction of the slasher genre where like characters just make stupid decisions and they're talking to this wannabe slasher. And he's like... like Part of the whole thing is they're like, um, well, why don't people just like run away? And he's like, I don't know. They never do. They just never run away. <laughs> They always lock themselves yeah. in, a, in a building for some reason. And uh, surprisingly enough, that has a cameo from Kane, Kane Hodder in there, too. Yeah, that movie's plays fucking Jason. amazing. But I yeah, Will and Lori are the stupid slasher protagonists. Are, oh, we better go back and make sure Jason's dead. Yeah, that, that doesn't work out too well for them because they die like within that. They die within the first issue. Yeah, just <laughs> leave it alone. Leave Camp Crystal Lake alone. Stop going there. Like you have them die, you have then you find out Freddy is stuck inside Jason's head, but he's yeah. appearing to him as Jason's mother, telling him to go kill people and I find a book if I remember correctly. The book is calling to them to use them if I'm if I'm my yeah. memory is correct. Jason has like Jason like goes to get the Necronomicon and he's kinda of, like he's trying to well, okay. This is really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Freddy and Jason's mother, who is, like, always appearing as a vision to Jason, they're both trying to get Jason to go get the Necronomicon, not to bring them back, but because it'll make Jason real. Like, that's the logic. And so Jason's like, oh, I better go do that. Well, he's just well, always seen as a, a dead zombie-type creature, unkillable, right? Jason right. is more of an entity than a person. He is just, like, yeah, he's just evil incarnate. But for whatever reason, he can heal himself. And like over time, he just goes back to reverting to not being all deformed and everything. And yeah, uh, but we should mention two things that um, Pamela Voorhees isn't really in this. It's just Freddie using her to get at Jason. And he actually has Freddie has sex with Pamela Voorhees for some reason. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Mess with Jason. Old Pamela Voorhees, like eighty-year-old yes. Pamela Voorhees. Uh, there's lots and lots well of sex and gore in this comic. This is it's, so bizarre. It's it's terrible. But uh, but yeah, they're trying to get the Necronomicon, which is in the Voorhees house, which was you see it in Jason Goes to Hell. So this does connect to the movies in that way. Yeah. I, yeah, and it's never explained how the Necronomicon gets there. Army of Darkness ends with Ash having the Necronomicon. And at some point, he loses it, and it ends up at Jason's place. And then, yeah, he gets it back, like, later. Actually, I think there's even a joke in Ash vs. Evil Dead, I want to say, where he's like, this thing's always running off. <laughs> I Which, think so, yeah. I mean, doesn't it have a mind of its own kind of thing? Like, it's always trying to get in the hands of someone that can use oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can yes. fly around and bite you and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the Necronomicon uh, just kind of like always goes where like evil and chaos can happen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) my favorite part about this is that Ash, Ash isn't there for the Necronomicon. Ash just is there to work at the local S Mart. 
Yeah, to help out their department or something, and yeah. all the kids are just stoners and don't care, and they're assholes. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. That was, yeah, that was my favorite part of the comic, is when it turns into, like, a ridiculous, like, a straight-up ridiculous slasher, where it's, like, dumb teenagers are just being dumb teenagers. And then for no reason at all, Ash Williams is the employee they call in to, like, help out for the holiday sales and shit. <laughs> and I think it's issue, it's like, it's not until issue two or three when Jason finally shows up and ends up going to the S-Mart and starts killing yeah. everybody. Yeah, for, like, no reason. <laughs> I mean, I do like it. I do like, like, one thing that happens in this little in this little miniseries. He does get an upgraded chainsaw at one yes. point. I thought that Ooh. was cool because he has an old chainsaw from the second movie, and then something happened, and he's like, oh, I'll be, and then he get, gets a new chainsaw and puts it on his arm. I'm like, this is cool. That, <laughs> it made me smile. I loved it. I would have loved if they had had Jason with the, like, I know it wouldn't have made any sense in the continuity, but if they had, like, Jason have the upgraded mask and, like, Freddy have one of his, like, really, like, his nicer gloves and they just all have their upgraded weapons at some point. <laughs> yeah, that would have made they, sense they, in the canon because Jason X takes place, like, 3,000 years in the future or some shit. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I remember he did find the book when he goes to Jason's house, Necro- Necronomicon, <laughs> yeah. was in the basement. He's like, oh, hey, what's this doing here? <laughs> and he's going to get the book. People are off killing. You know, you have the people that are having sex are all getting murdered by Jason. I thought that part was funny. All but yeah. Carrie. That's was the best Carrie? part of the series. No, not Carrie. It was someone else that got killed. Carrie, Carrie. Yeah. That doesn't matter. No, nobody Dumb. matters. In this. Teenager number three. Yeah, everybody <laughs> oh. in this comic is expendable except for Freddy, Jason, and Ash. Like, yeah. If you, go into, if you go into any sort of media called Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, ex, ex, versus Ash, Versus Ash, expect everyone to die except for Freddy and Jason and Ash. Versus Ash is the uh, porn spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> Ash versus the evil dick. Ash versus the evil dick. The- I'm sure that's. I'm sure there's. It's already been done. I don't want to know. Uh, there's, sure there is a cool scene though where um, they do like the fight scene between Jason and Ash in the S Mart. It actually is pretty cool that they use their weapons in the fight to a good like a good way oh yeah whereas like jason tries to shove his machete directly in ash's face and ash uses his metal arm to catch it yeah. right that was cool. right for it yeah stuff like that is awesome whenever yeah whenever ash gets to use just his like fake hand that's that's always like some of the funnest stuff in the evil dead series when he doesn't have his chainsaw and he's just stumbling around like a lunatic <laughs> Looking at I mean, you, sperm bank scenes from Ash vs. Evil Dead. I hated the first oh, yeah. three issues of this book or so. I mean, I hated this whole book, but somehow I kept reading it and I kept, I was like, I gotta find out what happens next. I'm like, why am I reading this garbage? And I just kept, I just kept reading. There, <laughs> are, the there are redeeming elements, which we should probably just talk about like the whole story and then get to the redeeming elements because they're few and far between. Mm. Oh, there was one scene in, in, in the first part that I did like where he cuts off, I think he cuts off uh, Jason's hand or something with the chainsaw, and then Jason takes the machete and just shoves it in his arm sock and goes, okay, here we go. And just has <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like, that was <laughs> cool. <Now> Ash. <laughs> I did enjoy that. I, I was amused by that. He went he went full Chucky 2 on that one. <laughs> I've never seen Chucky 2. I don't get. I don't understand that reference. There. He uh, he has to rip his own arm off because it gets stuck in a steel gate, and then yeah. he puts a knife inside the hole where his arm used to be, and he says, "I hate kids." Why does that sound terrible? Chucky is it's like the epitome great. of dumb slasher, but I still love the shit out of those movies as well. Mm-hmm. They did work in a Freddy part 
um, I don't remember what issue it was, but he, they all fall asleep. And, of course, they fall asleep and Freddy starts bugging the hell out, you know, attacking them in their sleep. Well, which, yeah, let's say that after after Jason comes back to the S-Mart to kill all the teens, except for, I think, one. Um, yeah, Carrie, I think it was. Carrie or Terry or somebody, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't um, actually matter. But. Random teen. Um, random love interest to, like, 50-year-old Ash, the 18-year-old. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he comes back to S-Mart, kills pretty much everybody, including the shitty manager who's like, so it's like the shittiest manager to ever exist in a slasher movie. I mean, like everything that everything you do costs us money. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you he was <laughs> pretty bad. You're wasting every second you spend here costs us a penny, and those pennies add up like that kind of asshole. Um, mm-hmm. But Jason gets the Necronomicon and takes it back to uh, his little like hut that he has, where Freddy <laughs> he puts the. He, I, I actually quite enjoyed this sequence too, where he puts the Necronomicon like in front of Freddy's disembodied head. Oh yeah, right Freddy next starts, to Pamela Voorhees. Yeah, <laughs> with his, like his his shelf of heads. <laughs> He's got like his little his little mantelpiece that's just all heads. But um, this yeah, Freddy up comic by the way. Just Freddy's disembodied head is just starts reading the Necronomicon. Like somehow Freddy knows exactly how to use the Necronomicon. <laughs> And uh, mm-hmm. he brings himself back to, he brings himself back, uh, he gets his body back, and he's in reality. And yes, at the same time, Jason kind of gets his wish of turning into a real boy and gets smart, which is interesting. Um, that's something that's never happened in the Jason series. So that was actually, that was actually like a little bit of an interesting story element for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a little out of character, but in the way the story tells it, I'm okay with it because it's just, it's just kooky magic from the Necronomicon. So yeah. whatever, you it's know. no dumber than like Ash versus Evil Ash. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Ash, I'm bad Ash. Yeah. Goody two shoes, goody two shoes. Good, bad. I, I'm the guy with the gun. I did like how they were able to find a way to put the ne- Necronomicon with everybody. How it was what raised it yeah. was what raised Jason in the first place. Um, somehow Freddy had used it to help. I think Freddy had used it to become what he is too. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freddy, Freddy gets his body back and is in reality. I mean, and I like how they still, did. Well, he can still go into dreams too. Yeah, he like yeah, he essentially has the power to go in and out of the dream world all of a sudden. Um, and then when they finally do get back to the house, I did like that scene. It was like, I got to stop you before you read the book. And he's like, well, that's too bad. I already read the book like five minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did like that scene. And then all of a sudden the whole world starts, everything starts going to hell and yeah. he brings back all the, which I didn't know any of these references, but they bring back Jason's previous victim from the movies as dead eyes. And they start attacking Jason. If I remember. Yes. Right? I didn't understand um, any of this. I was like, yeah. well, they actually, oh, they screw yeah. that up. Because they actually bring back some of the kills from Jason uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Five, <laughs> which, if anyone knows, Jason's not the killer in that movie, so yeah. it made no sense why some of those uh, killers were there. Yeah, I didn't know that. Sir, <laughs> ruined the movie for me. Oh no! When did Jason Five come out? Like ninety-two or some shit? <laughs> in the eighties. <80s. laughs> yeah. Spoilers for a seventy-year-old movie. Well, <laughs> um, you could turn back time. I keep going. <laughs> but um yeah, so find a way. I have a theory about that part actually. I have a theory that that's how they wanted Freddy versus Jason to end. 
but they couldn't do that. And so that's why they made Freddy afraid of water in Freddy vs. Jason. And Freddy uh, vs. Jason, Jason and, or sorry, Freddy, yeah, or sorry, Jason, God damn it, Jason, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in Freddy vs. Jason, uh, Jason is able to use, like, Freddy's fear of fire against him. And in return, Freddy is able to use a sudden fear of water by Jason, even though he's never been afraid of water in the past. Mm. In fact, in fact, in the past, he's often used water as a way of hiding from people to kill them. That's a pretty common thing in all those movies. Um, uh, yeah, one of the one of the fan theories against that that kind of supports it is that it's just what he's doing is actually he's trying to bring back that traumatic memory yeah, of when he I, drowned it. And yeah. I get that. It's like Jason's mm-hmm. not a smart guy, so it makes sense. But mm-hmm. how much better would Freddy versus Jason be if at the end of that movie, all of Freddy's victims or all of uh, all of Jason's victims came back in the dream? That would have been such a cool sequence. Hell it would have yeah. been so impossible to film, but it would have been such a cool sequence. Oh, 1985 yeah. is when number five came out, by the way. Yeah. So long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. New <laughs> yeah. beginning. But, but yeah, uh, I, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. And um they could, I mean, to its credit, the comic does try to do things that involves all three of the characters and resurrecting Jason's kills to attack him. Uh, at that point, Ash escapes with the Necronomicon, I believe. Yeah, he just uh, runs off. He, no, he thought the Necronomicon. In the end of the, uh, the fight, he opens up the portal to the, the underworld. Freddy and Jason, he thought, went into the underworld. At least Freddy does. He thought the book went into, but Jason apparently went into a lake or something with the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... This was supposed to be a whole like series. I, I think like Freddy versus Jason was meant to be like a reboot to the whole franchise, and it just sadly didn't take off. So, no, not at all. Because like, you oh, only we'll have the comics instead, and then the comics sadly didn't take off. You only have one more Friday the Thirteenth movie, which is in two thousand nine. Is that a reboot? We don't talk about the two thousand nine oh. movie, Mike. Okay, <laughs> I guess that was a reboot. That was <laughs> the uh, that was the remake where Freddy is like. Freddy. Like very obviously. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Jason. Yeah. No, the the 2009 one was the Freddy movie, right? No, 2009 is Friday the 13th. Just that's what I was calling mm-hmm. 2009 Friday the 13th. There is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie um, somewhere around that time. Yeah. There's a new. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That was also not great. Um. Yeah, the Friday the 13th remake is all right. And I've then never, the Nightmare. Uh... Yeah. Mm, there's there's one good part of it uh her name's juliana ghoul uh yeah everyone knows what i mean by that if they've seen it uh i have not it's pretty trashy will. mike <laughs> i'll never see it sorry the nightmare on elm street movie was 2010 okay yeah. that's supposed mm-hmm. to be bad right that's awful um yeah that's like they were like hey it wasn't obvious enough that freddie was a pedophile so let's have half the movie be about how freddie's a pedophile Yep, and it's like I, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not necessarily into like, like, uh, crime thriller pedophilia stuff in my stupid slasher movie. <laughs> it, <laughs> it I'll say this: fine, yeah. It was produced by Michael Bay, so. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I was just fine with him just being a child killer. Like you yeah. didn't need the extra additive. Of yeah, it, it was like know? implied. It was ambiguous, which was nice because mm-hmm. then it could be like. The nice thing about the Freddy movies is that they're all kind of about something different. Like, isn't it's Freddy 2, I want to say, where it's all about, um, like, repressed homosexuality, essentially. Yep. Yeah. It's the 
gayest horror movie ever. <laughs> it is. And that's a great movie. And it's like Freddy's just a vehicle for that. But then you're going to remake the movie. And it's like all about the pedophilia stuff. It's like, eh, you lo- like the ambiguity is nice. You need ambiguity in a horror movie. Yes. I should but, someday uh, watch these movies, but, you know, that's well, not going to happen. Not the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> but Don't yeah, worry. so so in the in the end of the first uh, six issues, the first story uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Basically, what happens is Freddy creates a bunch of clones of himself to fight Jason while he's trying to get the Necronomicon. And he's also fighting Ash, I believe. And yep. then the girl named Caroline I'm gonna look it says, up. <laughs> says the words Platu Rata Niktu and sends Freddy into a portal where the story essentially ends. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I mean, that never did. Um, Caroline, yep, that's what that Caroline. Um, yeah, I think you're right, Caroline. All right, and then that ends the first limited series, and then in August of 2009 is when the next one came out, which was, where's my tabs? Another six about uh, a, series. About a year later, a little yeah. over a year, they decided to write more, which this is when things really get fucked up. Like, it's just fucking weird. It's his second one. Yep. <laughs> this is called Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash, the Nightmare Warriors. I mean, I, I did enjoy parts of this one but this was most this is some of the most fucked up reading i've ever done i just don't know yeah mm-hmm. it's <laughs> so it's it starts off better? which made no which made no like i don't know if this was a reference from something in one of the movie series i never saw is you start out you have a group of government agents that are at the lake trying to find the book and trying to find uh jason's body yeah and they find yeah. the book they're getting the body out get the book out well guess what he's not dead oh he kills everybody <laughs> As always, that, and, then, um, and then that kind of is a thing in the Ash versus Evil Dead series. There's a, like a, a secret group that's trying to find the Necronomicon. They're not like they're not a government group, but they are like a group that's actively trying to search for it. Okay, so this group was not from a movie or anything. Then they were just something made Ooh, up for this book. Well. Yeah, they were just yeah. yeah. I mean, they they um the whole project is based on the Project Blue Book uh, stuff, which is. Great. If anyone wants to have a fun read on Wikipedia, go look up Project Blue Book. But um, yeah, they, that's good. They're kind of like a parody of that. They're called Project Black Book, and that's their whole plan is to use the uh, Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this sequel, which they tried to do some fan service, they brought back uh, I forget her name, Trini or something from Part Seven. Mm-hmm. They brought back what's her name from. Yeah, Jason Takes yeah. Manhattan. They brought back Tommy Jarvis from Part 6, who actually kind of hurts Ash's story arc in this because all they're doing is just clashing heads to see who's the bigger badass, <laughs> which I didn't really like. I was just like, good God. Oh, this book is terrible. This, yeah. This yeah. was god-awful. <laughs> Again, there's aspects of it that are good. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't understand, like, with the psychic from funny. one of the... The psychics from the, the movies, right? The one that could yeah. telepathic? Okay, I didn't. Well, I didn't know any of that. Part seven had had uh, the telepathic psychic, and then Jason takes Manhattan. It's not really the movie doesn't really give it to you that she has powers, and then in this book, it's saying she does. So you're just kind of like, whatever, go okay. with it. Yeah, <laughs> like the Freddy series gets pretty weird, and that people eventually learn how to like attack freddy in dreams is what the dream warriors is all about they learn how to like fight back against him which is cool mm-hmm. that is really cool and that's like one of the best freddy movies for sure but in the one jason movies 
<laughs> I guess they are in the same universe, but like they don't explain that until Freddy versus Jason. And in the Jason movies, for no reason at all, there are just telepaths and like telekinetics walking around. They just they just exist, and they never explain mm-hmm. why. Yeah, I mean, you and have one a other... killer who can't die, so I guess you know that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a good point, Mike, but I didn't want to hear it. Um... Uh, one of the running fan theories for Freddy, though, is that every time he kills a kid in his in the dream world. They actually had Dream Warrior powers, and when he absorbs them, he gets their powers, which exactly. like kind of makes it crazy, and you know, it's it makes it harder to stop Freddy overall, I guess. Isn't compared that kind to Jason, of mentioned in this in this book too. I felt like that was one of the things as he was killing people, he was saying how he absorbed their powers. I think so. Yeah, I thought that was from the movies, but it, I mean, Freddy, I'm not sure. Freddy is kind of like it, uh, and by kind of, I mean exactly like it, like Pennywise the Clown, where. Yeah, the the more he kills, the more people are afraid of him, and the more people are afraid of him, the more power he has. Like he exists off of fear. Okay. Um, his weakness is exactly the same as Pennywise, where like if you stop being afraid of him, he loses all his power over you. Mm-hmm. I, I love Stephen King's it, by the way. Oh. It's so good. We should do that for an episode at some point. Yes, we should. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so yeah, as as Freddy kills more people, basically it's like as he kills more people, other people are just afraid of him more, and that's how he gets his powers. Okay. Whereas oh. Jason has like powers straight from the devil himself. And this we hadn't mentioned it. This book takes place six months after the events of the first <laughs> six books. And Actually, I might have gotten that wrong, Stefan. Doesn't Jason he wasn't he doesn't have the powers of the devil. Isn't he so strong and so evil that he got kicked out of hell? That's the story of Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, it's kind of like a mixed mythology because if you like add in the Necronomicon, which some people count as canon and some people don't, then essentially he, he is part of hell and he does go to hell in part (laughs) nine. But I, to me, it's just like, he's like a paranormal zombie entity. Like that's, yeah. I I always viewed him as like the embodiment of evil. I know in this this series, they kind of, they call him a deadite essentially, didn't they? Hmm. Yeah, because in the Evil Dead universe, he is technically a Deadite. It's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> okay, I know a little hey, bit, but it's been a long time. Well, that's yeah. actually a big part of this story too. Is that the Black Book group, Black Book Project, Project Black Book, yeah, Project Black people. Book. They essentially have an underground like base where they're gonna experiment on the Necronomicon as soon as they get their hands on it, and they have like these like and what's it called dust till dawn like these like vampire tunnels like oh, underground yeah. and inside of them are just like armies of deadites that they've like summoned and let possess people for some reason to oh, like yeah. and then on them. Themselves. that was strange yeah. Yeah, they, about this. they mentioned deadites and kandarian demons and that's what it is yeah the kandarian okay so yeah this is two separate things in the evil dead universe the Kandarian demons are like an evil demonic force. They are actually entities from a different, um, kind of like a different dimension. Uh, a deadite is someone who is possessed by a Kandarian demon. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, the thing with Jason is that he's like, because Jason is not like intelligent, I'm pretty sure the canon with him is that he was possessed by a demon and then it left and it just kind of like destroyed his mind. So he is a deadite but he's not, like, possessed by an intelligent demon anymore. Usually a Deadite is, like, 
like actively intelligent and trying to kill people and making like cheesy jokes about it when they're doing it. Like a dead eye will stab you in the eye and be like, didn't see that coming. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But Jason never he's, gets that, uh, that fun line. <laughs> he's a special dead eye. Yeah. Oh, and then it, it has, like, I thought it was funny when it first opens up, it has Ash living in suburbia with his girlfriend, Caroline cooking on a grill, which is yeah. just funny. Like, I mean, it, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Like, uh, how much does he get paid at Smart to afford that house? Yeah, that's what cool. I was wondering. Like, well, he's, he's been working there now. for seventy years, so he's probably making pretty good money. He probably gets like a little bit of a raise every year. <laughs> but he was the stock boy. <laughs> Working retail. It, it yeah, be, but see, this is twenty back, years later. This is back when they were good. still hiring full time, and the contract he said he signed said he got like a dollar raise every year or something. <laughs> so he's probably making like. It's probably making like $60 an hour. <laughs> oh, and then here comes, and then Stefan's favorite character enters into this, Dr. Maggie Burroughs. He gets visited. Oh. <laughs> okay, so here, we got to discuss this because <laughs> I know Stu, I Stu was talking about Freddy's Dead for a while, about us doing our movie review on that. And <laughs> uh, Maggie is essentially Freddy's daughter. <laughs> yeah. In that and movie? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and she's played by one of the Zanes, Billy Zane's sister or something. Lisa Zane, Billy Lisa, Zane's yeah. older sister. Older sister, and uh, <laughs> oh my god! So she hates Freddy. In <laughs> Freddy's Dead, they are at odds with one another. They don't want to have anything to do with each other. Well, she doesn't want to have anything to do with Freddy. In this comic book, she turns heel for some reason, and now is having sex with her dad, which <laughs> I mean, you were already on the borderline with pedophilia. And now you have incest thrown into this. Yeah, I didn't God. even know about this till I was in one of the overblood groups. And you said, you sent that screenshot and I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's disturbing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who greenlit that. <laughs> it's pretty awful. Yes. Oh, both, the first couple issues of this, <laughs> of the series that- are awful is that mm-hmm. is that worse than <laughs> oh no god is that worse than freddie being like an outright pedophile him having like a weird incestual relationship with his daughter they're both they're, they're both, both such terrible decisions <laughs> he's just everything bad <laughs> it's so bad i mean this this book has more like i enjoy I want to, I can't say I enjoyed you that much, but the second one has a lot more action and a lot more fighting going on. You have them going, God, I can't remember all of I read this a couple of days ago, but it's not, it's not in my brain anymore. I, the, like, it's almost a problem. How many people are introduced in the second series? It's a lot. It's a lot of people. Yeah. You have to have like, I mean, I have watched all the Freddy movies, all the Jason movies and all the evil dead movies multiple times. Mm-hmm. And they're introducing characters that I know I've seen before, but I just can't remember because there's so many of them. Like Tommy Jarvis means nothing to me. Like I know who he is, sort of, from other podcasts I listen to that have talked about Jason movies, but I know, like, I didn't know anything other than that. He mm-hmm. is. Uh, Tommy Jarvis is probably like the most recognizable character from the Freddy from the Jason series that isn't Jason. He's like. Well, I say recognizable. He was played by three different fucking actors. Um, mm-hmm. and one of them being uh, Corey Feldman. Um, but yeah, he's like Jason's. He's like Jason's like arch enemy. Okay. Yeah. He's he he reprises. 
he's in the movies. He's in three of the movies, yeah. and everyone else is just in there one time. Like yeah. all the girl survivors and everything. Because I know he's in the Friday the 13th game. That's also how I know who he is. Yeah. He's yeah. kind of like... Um, he's kind of like Michael Myers' Lloyd Strode. Mm-hmm. That's he's a good way to put it. Yeah. He's he's the Andy Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. so he comes back because, of course, he does. <laughs> he's like... Mike's like, I have no idea who Andy Barkley is. Nope, nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. But um, <laughs> but Tommy Jarvis, yeah, he's like he shows up as like he's he's a badass now. He's saving everybody from Jason, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool because I mean, and they they did upgrade everybody in this in this second series. Yeah, this is probably I I struggle to say it's better. It's better in some ways. It goes off the rails like no other Freddy and Jason <laughs> series has done before. <laughs> It, go, it gets crazy near the end of the series. It goes off the rails kind of like an Evil Dead would, but even Evil Dead would be more like... <laughs> okay, so this is going to be a weird sentence <laughs> to say, but even <laughs> Evil Dead would be more restrained than this comic. <laughs> <laughs> like That's there's one, true. <laughs> like there's one part where they use a Necronomicon, the government agency, to pull Freddy out of the Nightmare Realm, but they bring him back as a human. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Naked Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> Naked Freddy. <laughs> Freddy Naked versus Robert Jason England. versus Ash versus Snake. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot. And then you, so things happen. I mean, I did enjoy, there's one part that. where Freddy possesses the machine that was reading the book and becomes, it's like a Freddy mech. Now that made me laugh my ass off when I saw the Freddy mech. Yeah. I was, I was, not, I was laughing. Technically not the first Freddy mech either, because in... First one to me, damn it. Is it in <laughs> the first movie, Stefan, where he takes over like the TV and it becomes like a weird TV robot? Uh I think it's the first crap. movie. Crap. Because the first into, one or the like, second one. Yeah, he gets into a TV like three times, and yeah. I know that in the in fourth one movie he he says that famous line, welcome to primetime, bitch. That's it. It's the fourth movie where he possesses the TV and, like, grows arms and legs, and he becomes, like, a TV mech for some reason. Yeah, it's great. Welcome to primetime, bitch. That's spawning the whole joke of, uh, of bitch and Rick and Morty. Oh, I feel like this bitch. was a love letter to, got, to people like you. For someone like me who never watched really any of these movies but has, like, a very basic understanding of the characters... <laughs> it it didn't do it for me. That is correct. <laughs> this movie, oh. yeah, this comic exists for the same reason that like behind the mask exists, where it's just for people who love slashers and who love Freddy and Jason. Like, I mean, even I like I love those movies. Even for me though, it was it it still missed the mark in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I'm like I'm glad it exists. <laughs> oh, and then about it's... midway. Through the series, that's when things really start getting just fucking strange. Like, so you have this large group of survivors, and slowly some of them are getting killed off. And then you get to a point where they go to the White House. And that's yes. the part where I was just like, oh, uh, because Freddie was in the Pentagon. You he say gets... they. Let's define they. Freddy they and is Jason. Jason and the Army of Deadites. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Freddie, because Freddie's a daughter come and like kind of does something, gives him Catherine. a call, I think. I think she yeah. gives him the claw that gives him his powers back. 
and that's when she says that she's his daughter. And that's when there's that real creepy scene that we already talked about. And everybody's mm-hmm. fucking psychic at this point. <laughs> oh, again. And then I think he reads the book, and that's also when you get God, a couple things happen. When you open, like you said, you open the portal, all the deadites come. Jason becomes like he looks like he's human and he looks young and normal. Yeah. With long mm-hmm. hair. Is that from one of the movies or that's no. your comic? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the... kinda. Hey. Jason acts the he is younger and rejuvenated. Yeah, he gets like yeah. um, rebuilt with nano machines. Oh my god, it is Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, like Freddy. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> oh god. Solid Ash. Um, Solid Ash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please, it be solid as Ash. Come on. <laughs> I do like how Freddie and Jason are fighting each other off, off, often in this comic. Like they're never really allies. They kind of work yeah. together a little bit, but they're almost always trying to kill each other. Yeah, that's an aspect I really enjoy too. Where they, I mean, they, as as crazy as the comics get, they get the characters of Freddie and Jason and Ash down to a T. Like they know those characters. Um, and I. I did enjoy the last they, part. They take the them to though. weird places, but they know those characters. Yeah. But like, yeah, like he... Jason leading an army as like a general is super weird. But yeah. Jason leading an army against robot Freddy is fucking awesome. Like, oh, and I like how George Bush is also in this comic. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I that hold on. This Freddy disguises George it's, Bush. Yeah, it's not George Bush. It's Freddy as George Bush. <laughs> but it was still funny to me. I, it, it cracked me up. Because he's got he's got his pol- his his policy as president is no kid left behind, which is great. <laughs> it's almost well, I don't want to get political. I was gonna say it's almost as destructive as no child left behind. But <laughs> no, no kid left alive. That's his new policy. No kid left alive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just gets. I mean, this is when it really gets freaking just bonkers. Like, and then you have Ash and like three or four other people who are still alive attack the White House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they break in they get like break into a pawn shop to get a bunch of guns and shit yeah. and and gu- swords and swords yeah they get like fully armed it is it is a scene out of like a Robert Rodriguez movie it would totally yeah. belong in From Dust Till Dawn or like Planet mm-hmm. Terror it totally feels like that and if they ever made a series out of this then they need to fire everybody else who worked on Freddy vs Jason and bring Robert Rodriguez into the mix because <laughs> this is the most Robert Rodriguez part of this this I, dance. I did like it when everyone starts fighting and they just start ripping each other apart. Like, that was cool. And it starts raining yeah. blood. <laughs> and the military gets involved and they're shooting, sending, like, planes and helicopters. And this is like. And Freddy kills everybody, this, though. This isn't even the climax. This is the lead up to the climax. It's everybody, <laughs> everybody, like, all the forces come together to fight each other. You got, like, Ash and Alice and Tina. And I think. Stephanie's it um, it's Ash, Alice, mm. Tina, Stephanie versus Freddy and like <laughs> the military versus Jason and the Deadites. Yes, and the three forces come together and it's just a fucking massacre. Like that's it's <laughs> it's beautiful. It's like a it's like a Star Wars movie. You got three things going on at once. You got the lightsaber duel. <laughs> you got the Death Star battle, and then you got like the politics of something else going on. It's like, like poetry. And then there was a girl who ends <laughs> yeah. up getting, I think Freddie ends up doing something to her. And then she becomes, because she's a relative of the, she's a Voorhees. And then she ends up putting a hockey mask on and 
goes yeah. off trying to kill people too. Like I, that didn't make any sense to me, but that's because I've never. Yeah, Stephanie. It's revealed that Stephanie is a Voorhees, and therefore she must go kill Jason Voorhees, even though that's not a thing. Is that from the well, movies? Is she in the movies, or is she a brand new she, character? Stephanie's she's in. in yeah, she's in Jason Takes Manhattan, but she is never revealed to be a relative at yeah. all in any way. That okay. whole storyline is totally new. Stephanie's a uh, character in the canon, but God, I guess this series is canon. That's kind of upsetting. Oh, I, yeah. I may have gotten that wrong. I think she might be a Voorhees. I don't remember. I think she's a Voorhees, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, isn't she? She's the one from um, the last Tommy Jarvis movie, right? Where she like dresses up as Jason. Isn't she the chick that dresses up as Jason's mom? And he gets like all confused. Or is that uh, somebody no, else? That's, that's Jenny from part two. That's yeah. Jenny. Yeah. Um, I, ugh, I'll look up real quick. Is she? Okay. If she's from Jason Goes to Hell, then she might be a Voorhees. Because that's the only one I don't care to remember. Jason, <laughs> look at this up so we know for sure. Um, okay, I'll talk while you look it up. And I, yeah. I did, did like that part when you have her. I think she's the one that kills Freddy's daughter. If I remember correctly. If I'm yes. reading this correctly. I mean, it's so strange. Yeah, that shit backfires on Freddy hard. <laughs> like it is so strange. Like everything is just so weird in this book. I think she, I think she dies too, right? Didn't they kill her? I yeah. don't remember. I, I was just trying to flip. Stephanie, I was just trying to scroll um, and get this over with at this point. Ste- uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me think. Um, yeah, Stephanie goes to kill Jason, and then it cuts to the Oval Office again, where Jason is fighting Maggie. There's a lot of characters in this damn series. Oh yeah, and especially in this one. This one is a lot of crap going on. And then Ooh. Ash shows up in a fucking tank, and Ash kills Maggie. Which pisses off Freddy. Okay. Yeah. Um, Doesn't he shoot her with a tank shell? I think he runs her over or something. Oh. <laughs> it's, it, it's something dumb. Um, and it, it definitely was. Stephanie. Stephanie does show up later and tries to kill Jason, <laughs> but fucks it up. Um, Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the Metal Gear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, He's, that that was comes funny. in on Metal Gear Rex. Oh my God, how is this not a thing? Oh, man, um, we need to we need to write down some of these quotes that we say and remember them because some of these are great. Yeah, that was we're, a good we're one. Pitching the Ko- Konami tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling Kojima right now. Good, the bad I'm the guy with the Metal Gear. That, that was funny. Well, who wants to take over the to try to explain the the ending of this comic? I can't even remember if Stephanie lives or dies. She tries to kill Jason, and I, I don't remember what happens to her. She, like, tries to kill him. That's when Tommy shows up, right? You know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't remember the ending at all to this. I, I think I just remember Freddy getting sucked into the Necronomicon again. That's all I remember. Yeah. It happened, but there's a lot of stuff happens before that. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, Damn. like the last issue, the last two issues of this comic series. Of the, there's there's twelve comics. Six parts are the six issues of the first part. Six issues of the second part, and of the second part, like the last three issues even are just nothing but massacre. Like, mm-hmm. like shit starts hitting the fan, and the shit does not stop hitting the fan until the last page, pretty much. Oh, Stephanie yes. survives. She stabs. She stabs uh, Jason. Jason. And then that gives Tommy Jarvis the opportunity to cut Jason's head with a shard of glass. Yeah. But, That's what kills Jason and gets rid of and they, right. I think they well, then Freddy, 
Freddy like uh, sucks Jason up and becomes Uber Freddy. Um, oh yeah, and then they uh, Amanda Kruger, which I think is from one of the movies. I have no idea, but yes, she has Freddy's dream mom. powers. Oh, and, oh wow! You know, it's just that did not you know, connect just now. <laughs> Just somebody else who happens to be named Kruger. Well, no, it's someone else had the powers inside of her, and she died, and the nun, Mana Kruger, and everyone come, all the Dream Warriors come out, they fight Freddy, I think they get their ass. Oh, he stabs the guy, he stabs her son, who is summoning all them, yeah. I mean, and then mm-hmm. they read the book, and then he gets sucked away. What Mike is describing, right. essentially, is just a fever dream. Like, that's that's what happens at the end of this. It's just everybody comes back, like, all the dead people come back to kill Freddy. <laughs> and, yeah, that's like, that's like Freddy's big ending is all the Dream Warrior warriors and his mom and his fucking daughter are there and like it was they all. Cool. I mean, if it's, you're, it's a, it's a great. The art I think at that point is really fun too. I mean, there's the part where they're like outside the White House and Freddy's face is in the clouds. It's like taking up the whole sky. I love that. I love that that image. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah, oh, and I, I don't want to get another poster of just that image. <laughs> and then there's a last scene that made no sense to me. Because after someone else gets sucked into the Agent Wesley Carter, and okay, the last scene is in 1964 Springwood. Uh, Agent Wesley Carter, who has been sucked into Necron's vortex, he finds himself in Springwood, which I didn't under know what this was until just now. And he signs Freddy's search warrant. They say altering history. I had no idea what that means. I mean, anything yes. to you guys? I know it's something to do with the first movie, but I, I got nothing. Yeah. You can explain, if you want to explain it, you're welcome to. Otherwise, it, I don't. I'm I trying don't. to think of how to explain oh. it. And that's <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so anything will be dumb involving these books. Freddy starts. I'm I'm worried that I'm gonna I'm gonna get this wrong. So Stephanie, you're gonna have to help me out here. Um, uh, the, the background of Freddy uh, is that he was like he was killing kids, and um, a bunch of like a bunch of kids started like telling their parents that he was like kidnapping them and blah blah blah, and all the stuff was going on. And the parents take Freddy's case to the cops, and they investigate it, and they determine that Freddy's innocent. Um, and they, they, or they decide that they're not going to pursue it. They think that like Freddie's fine because he was a, he was like a caretaker at like a kindergarten or something or an elementary school or something. And they're like, no, nah, it couldn't be him. And so the parents take it into their hands to, uh, track Freddie down and kill him. And that's what kind of creates Freddie as an entity. Um, mm, he's the visual he, he was a janitor. Yeah. He was a janitor. That's right. And so, okay, um... yeah. So when they go back in time and sign Freddie's search warrant, that's them. That's kind of like setting the world right, where they go after Freddy and it implies they kind of catch him, and and it prevents Freddy from becoming a thing. Oh, which right. I guess in turn prevents Jason becoming a thing because he doesn't get the Necronomicon. It's confusing. I think he still becomes a thing. The thing with Freddy is that yeah, they were the parents became vigilantes and they basically set fire to his house while he was in the basement, destroying a kid's body and creating his glove. It's confusing because this series kind of implies that the Necronomicon is is also responsible for Jason's existence. If they catch Freddy and the Necronomicon never gets thrown into the mix, it implies that, like, I guess Ash has it the whole time. And that's how Jason doesn't become a thing. That's kind of what I thought that they were going for. I don't know. I think I think he would still become a thing. It's just that, like, he's not (laughs) he doesn't go to hell. Yeah, Maybe. he would become a thing, but then when he died, he'd just be dead. He wouldn't be a deadite. He would just be a, like a serial killer. Yeah, or he would he would go to hell, but he wouldn't be able to come back as well. Because I yeah. think that's how he was summoned out with the Necronomicon. Yeah, so yeah. this, according to 
this canon this rewrites history so that only fresh only fresh only ash <laughs> i can't speak today only ash in the necronomicon exists now it kind of like goes back and sets the record straight which i guess means yeah. all the people that freddie and jason killed are alive too yeah set their souls free if, if anything yeah which kind of sucks because a bunch of those guys were assholes it's so strange Johnny Depp is alive again. <laughs> uh, all right. You got any last words you want it? Should we go to Shelfer Box? We said a lot. I mean, we said a lot about these. Yeah, we basically just the story in a whole, and we did it in less time than the comic. We did it in more time than it takes the comics to oh, do it. One thing I do oh. want to say, if you are interested in reading this comic, there are ways. I will say there is someone put this on YouTube where you can find all tw- all 12 issues on YouTube in like little like yeah. 7 minute 10 minute videos. I was saying so that you- a couple people had gone through and they were like rewriting it, which was interesting. Like a bunch of people were taking out the they were taking out all the speech bubbles and just using the art and like oh. retelling the story in their sense. It's kind of like a, a fan rewrite, which um that's interesting. I That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't think to do that with stuff, but So I'm if you are interested in what you are listening to, and if you are a fan of this of this type of series, it, it is worth. I mean, I think it's a piece of shit book, but <laughs> it, if a, you're into yeah. it, it's worth. It's worth, especially if you don't, you know, if you don't want to buy anything, go on YouTube and watch the video of it. Like that's yeah. yeah. I don't Maybe check uh, out check out the fan rewrites but... and tell me if they're any good because they look interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, All right, I should mention that the first trade, the first six issues of Ash versus Freddy versus. Jason, that is <laughs> actually wrong, but yeah. sorry. Close they, enough. They know what I mean. They <laughs> that actually is the treatment that was going to be the movie after yeah. Freddy versus Jason. So if you are curious what that sequel would have been, then read those six issues because that's that's what essentially it is. Yeah. All right, I'll go but, first with the uh, shelfer box. <laughs> I, I think it's I obvious. I so wish this was a thing. I so wish these movies were made. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. It would have been a good two movies if they could have pulled it off. It, it, well, it would I don't have been know about good. Let's not throw the word. The it would have been an entertaining two yeah. good two movies. How about that? <laughs> it would have been a. It would, sure would have been a risk, and it might not have been worth it, but it would have been very interesting to see. Yeah. All right. I think it's obvious this is going in the box for me because I never want to see these things again. I'm already been as we were as we were recording this. I've already kept forgetting things that were in this book I just read a couple days ago. Like it's, it's just my brain's like, oh, get the shit out of there. Up, oh, no room for this crap. No one can hold that against you. <laughs> I mean, I am not a I am not a fan of Freddy vs. Jason type stuff. I don't like these type of movies. I I like Evil Dead. At least I like Army of Darkness. I should say, but that's that's a whole different thing. That movie's hilarious. But yeah, this is going to the box. I never want to experience this again. Am I glad I read it? Uh, you know, I got to talk about it for an hour <laughs> making that podcast episode, so I'm glad about that. But I never, never want to touch this again. So, Stefan, <laughs> how about you? The thing with me is that I separate the two. So there's like part one where it's just Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Oh, they're and both there's in, the... The, in the box. In, a, in the box, we lit on fire. So you know, we're all good. <laughs> and then there's Nightmare Warriors. So Nightmare Warriors, I would put in the box because it's just too trashy. Uh, Jason's kind of like Freddy's lackey through the whole thing. He doesn't really get to be himself. He's more like, uh, I mean, he is. He's essentially his lackey leading the Deadites. So I, and Jason, I'm I'm a huge Jason fan. So that kind of like brought it down for me. And the pedophilia and the incest. (laughs) and everything else that was trashy about it but like (laughs) the first one 
I actually kind of enjoyed it, and I thought the fight scenes were good. The reason why they were all there made sense, and they gave Ash a couple throwback lines, a couple good one-liners. So that one I would keep on the shelf, we're saying, because I, I think last time we said long box and something else. We're just going to go with shelf or box. Like normal. Yeah. We so haven't gotten anywhere. Yeah, I'd put that the first part on the shelf and then the second part in the long box because it's just... I mean, just burn it like Freddy. Just burn it. It's evil. <laughs> How about you, Stu? <laughs> well, um, first let me mention, because we forgot to mention that. We forgot to mention this during the um, <laughs> during the actual discussion, but this was create this the story of these. These were both written by uh, or this was written by Jeff Katz. The first one was at least. And he was um, he was the producer of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh, so that but, makes more sense. He, he also he was also responsible for casting Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And okay. he also went on to work on the actual Deadpool movie. So this guy has a a complicated and and difficult career. <laughs> uh, when, I mean when he when he produced Freddy vs. Jason, he was twenty-four, um, which is really impressive to me. And I, I that extends to this these comics. These comics are they shouldn't exist. This shouldn't exist. I struggle to say I don't like them because they shouldn't have been made. Like <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who initiated the conversation that said, let's get Freddie and Jason and Ash all into the same series. Like when they planned this, it was meant to be a movie. It was meant to be a whole movie franchise with Freddie and Jason and Ash. And that's that's like ridiculous and risky and insane. And I kind of love that. Like as bad as the comics are, Hollywood doesn't do that stuff. Hollywood would like Hollywood would never do something so dumb and risky. And I don't know. I, I respect the hell out of like the people who are like, let's do this. Let's make this a thing. I mean, especially with Ash being a character that hadn't been around in 16 years in a movie or yeah. a TV show or anything. I mean, I mean people like the the love of Evil Dead has always been there. Evil Dead has one of probably the best cult followings on the planet. Um, and that's not me saying like as an Evil Dead fan that we're great or anything. I mean, the Evil Dead fan base is so unbelievably nice and like dedicated Um I, I, I bring this up all the time. I bring this point up all the time. We got three seasons of Ash versus Evil Dead and it was canceled. And any other show gets canceled and people will get like really upset and they say like, you know, I can't believe they canceled this. This is bullshit. I'm not saying that it's everybody, but that's usually the general reaction is I can't believe they canceled this show. That's so dumb. When Evil Dead got canceled, when Ash versus Evil Dead got canceled, the entire fan base, and I've never seen this happen before, the entire fan base went, man, we're just lucky that we got three seasons. We're just lucky that we got a little bit more mm -hmm. of that, that. Did it? Did it end, or did it just cancel? And you can tell, or did um, it actually happen? It, 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 but... it had a fitting ending. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, they knew they knew they weren't going to get another season, and so they they went all out with the ending. Okay. Um, and that's the spirit of Evil Dead. That's the spirit of slashers. Is let's just do something ridiculous and see what we can get away with. Yes. And so <laughs> this was ridiculous, all right. Yeah. This is all gonna. This all comes back around to. I'm putting this. I'm putting both of these on my shelf. It's not because the story's good. It's not because the writing's good. The art isn't even good sometimes. Some of the no, art the art's bad. Ridiculous. Some of the art's ridiculous and bad. And some of it is really, really good. Like 
like Freddy's Head in the Clouds is fantastic. The covers of both of these are absolutely wonderful, and I I need to get the posters of them again. Especially mm-hmm. the Nightmare Warriors cover, yeah. the one that's on the Wikipedia. It's that so is awesome. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. it's them like superimposed onto a comic panel, which will also be the cover of this of uh, the art of the episode. Yeah, it's <laughs> so. great art. It's such a ballsy thing to do, and just out of sheer respect, I'm going to put this on my shelf. I love that this exists. Oh. And I do have... And that's two, my argument for why it should go on my shelf. I do have a funny thing <laughs> I want to say talk. <laughs> before we wrap up. One thing, um, when I was in high school, a buddy, when I fir- my first experience with Evil Dead is a buddy br- brings the movie for me to borrow. He would let me borrow all these movies. And when he brought me the case for the first Evil Dead, it came the DVD case that was a Necronomicon. And I remember as I'm <laughs> holding it, and I had it with my books and stuff, I didn't have a backpack because it was in between classes. So I'm just carrying it with me. People are like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I remember people saying, I was like, calm me, Santana. Like, man, are you worshiping the devil? Or what the hell? I'm like, it's a movie, guys. Like, just calm the fuck down. No. It's a movie. Fuck the devil. I've got the Necronomicon. Oh. I mean, I, I will never forget that. I was, I want to say, freshman or sophomore year. Probably sophomore year. People were just looking at me like I was. And I remember them, like, what the? F-? They were, like, all having an issue with the book. And I'm like, <laughs> you, you should have told them it was the Mormon Bible. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That should be Evil Dead, man. I love Evil Dead so much. It's not for everybody. There's people out there that just love the first movie, and there's people out there that just love the second movie, and there's even people that just love Army of Darkness. I love Army of Darkness. If you love all three, then I don't know. (laughs) Just being a lover of the Evil Dead series is such a nice thing to be. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about Evil Dead here in a couple weeks. So, Uh, it's so I love it. I love (laughs) Evil Dead. Oh, and one last thing before we do wrap up, Stefan, would you want to tell your story about Jason? You met the actor and got choked. Oh God! I okay. did not know. <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. I was hoping you would catch on without, but I'm like, I yeah, remember that time you went to Camp Crystal Lake and all your friends got killed. <laughs> crazy, I'm still right? Traumatized. <laughs> and now you're like, uh, crazy. Like that Jason porno I did? No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I went to HorrorCon this year. And I, it was like $90 to get a picture with Kane Hodder. And he was fully dressed and clothed in the uh, Jason Takes Manhattan outfit. And um, we were sitting in the waiting room, like everyone that paid to get a picture. And he has his like gear bag or whatever. And he comes by and he's like, hey, he's like, is it all right if I just do the picture like this, just dressed like this as myself? And uh, everyone was like, no. And he's like, yeah, I know you fucking idiots. And then he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Because um, he's such a nice guy. He is. But, um, he, um, he was at GalaxyCon when I went. And he, like randomly, Alice Cooper was there. And they just they did a photo shoot together. That's weird. Alice Cooper and Fred <laughs> Makeup and Kane Otter. Yeah, it was especially weird because when my dad was younger, he went to a baseball game out in arizona um because we're nats fans um fuck everybody else uh, but he went to a uh he went to an away game and he decided to like they, him and his friends decided to go get a beer and they went down the street to a bar which for those of you who are alice cooper fans you should know that alice cooper owns a bar in arizona and they happened to mm-hmm. walk into the bar where that alice cooper owned and he was randomly there my dad randomly met him um yeah it's, it's cooperstown it's actually closed now Oh, that's sad. Well, you can still see yeah. Alice Cooper golfing all the time. But <laughs> but that leads into the second part of that story, which is years later, like 
30, 40 years later. Yeah, like 40 years later, I'm at GalaxyCon and uh, I was I like I was I I can't remember what my friends were doing. They were like we're they were off doing something. I was walking around. And um yeah, I was randomly walking around. I was like, oh, there's Kane Hodder. And I I bump into Alice Cooper. And so 40 years apart, my dad and I have both met Alice Cooper. Nice. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Totally I didn't even know he was gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, to finish my story. <laughs> Sorry, uh... I cut you off in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, maybe we should just move on. Um, To finish my story. We'll edit this so that your story will go and then my my story will go. No, we will. That's more work than I want to do, guys. We're going to do a memento edit, everybody. (laughs) Um, I could. I'm not going to. So so I walked in the room and they had a green screen there because later on they were going to uh, put a background of New York Times Square nice uh in there and it, it looks pretty cool but i went up to kane i shook his hand i said hey it's nice to meet you and uh i said kane is it all right if i get a chokehold for the picture and he's like <laughs> yeah sure and i I swear to god like it, it's like he didn't even move he just warped behind me and he just started choking the shit out of me and i'm like and i'm like trying to smile for the picture but like if you look at it I just look like I'm being choked to death. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, and then like after like five flashes in my eyes, he just like literally throws me away. <laughs> I'm like, he you thanks, wipes Kane. The sweat off his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Kane. And he's just sitting there cracking up laughing after just choking the shit out of me. You did ask it, for it. <laughs> yeah, I did. You got assaulted by Kane on I did. And uh, yeah, so my neck hurt for about like two weeks, but I was I fine. I remember posting about that. Like, my neck still hurts. <laughs> it, it did. It so did. Hey, you, say you got choked by Mike Jason. Yep, I got choked by Jason. Hey, was, I got uh, counseling from Deanna Troy. So, hey, you know, we both Jason have Jason and Leatherface. Nice. Yeah. All right. I think we should. also played Leatherface. Take it where you can get it. You guys ready to wrap this up? Yeah. yeah. Right. Anybody else get, did anyone else get assaulted by any famous people? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> but I'm going to GalaxyCon in November, so who knows what will happen when I go. <laughs> well, Tom Hanks once kicked my dog. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to... I asked him to. Oh, yeah, I should give our quick shout-outs. Oh, first, if you guys get a chance, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also oh, our great intro... And, I feel like I need to throw that in there. Our intro and outro... Uh, is courtesy of a- Bulby, aka <laughs> Mike Stoney, aka Bulby, <laughs> from the Cool Kids Cool Kids Squad from his EP "Bite the Bullet." You'll be linked to his channel on YouTube. I don't know notes. if oh, any man. of that is in the right order anymore. I, you know, <laughs> I used to know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. You know what I'm talking. <laughs> I have lost all knowledge of the order that that was supposed to go in. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> He don't care. He's a pretty cool guy. Actually, I need to talk to him. That reminds me. All right, everyone have a wonderful <laughs> night. Let's call it a night. I hope you enjoyed this episode. There will be more. We're going to try to keep, we're going to try to do this at least once a month, as long as our schedules permit, depending on things might get a little hectic coming up, but we're going to keep bringing these to you when we can. And I'll be on the yeah. list. talking about. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.